Hey everyone, welcome to The Reality Bite, Cocktails and Roses, Episode 2. I'm Matt Whitehead. And I'm Talia Pritchard. We're here to talk about Episode 3 and 4 of The Bachelorette Australia. Tiles, what did you think about these episodes? I loved it. I am obsessed with this series. I keep talking about it to everyone I know. They're, They're like, like shut up. Please just order your coffee yeah, and leave. <laughs> I'm the crazy bachelorette girl now. Your Uber rating's just going down and down. Truly, yeah, yeah truly. <laughs> this week was exciting. We had an intruder. Mm-hmm. In your house and then also on the show, yeah. <laughs> you were burgled, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had, a, we had a Ryan the Intruder uh, and we also had a couple of really interesting single dates. And some interesting group dates mm. that involved full frontal nudity as well. We had nudity and we also had two of the most uh, interesting cocktail parties I think that we've had for a while. Definitely. There is some drama brewing with those boys yeah. and I'm here to say I think the boys are more dramatic than the girls we've seen in previous seasons. Mm, big call. Uh, yeah, alright. Well, if you haven't seen the show yet, make sure to check it out on Templay and then come back and listen to our beautiful <laughs> thoughts on, on the episodes. Uh, <laughs> do you want to dive right in? Let's go straight into group dates, I reckon. Um, so we had the first one. It was a puppy group date. Yeah. So Obviously, Angie loves dogs, so that's going to be something that's going to keep popping up. She does. She does. And that's where we met our intruder. Yes. Dog Ryan. Park Bill. <laughs> Just kidding. That was just my dream. Um, so, <laughs> Do you think he was sitting at home and he was like, dog park date, damn. Yeah, he was because I was watching his Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, so so they went to a, a, a park and there was like a dog obstacle course or a dog-stickle course, as <laughs> they one. call it in the industry. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, that's where we were introduced to Ryan, otherwise known as the Aussie dog guy. That's it. Yeah, catchy he- name. Um, <laughs> thought hard about that one. So he's rocked up with the dogs and it was so funny because Angie and Ryan actually know each other on the outside, but she didn't even recognize him at first. She's just like, look at the dogs in their sweaters. And she's always got blinders on when there are dogs. And then all of a sudden she has to notice that there's also a man with the dogs. And then she's like, oh my God, I know that guy. Yeah. Um, so Ryan and Angie apparently know each other. They haven't met in person before, allegedly. Mm. Um, but they've exchanged some Instagram DMs. Mm. And that kind of throws a lot of the dudes. But also two things that I thought was really weird was they they really, a lot of the guys thought that Angie and Ryan's connection went a lot deeper than just exchanging some DMs. And also they expected him to be like this um, dog genius for some reason. But really all he did was he wanted to start an Instagram where he took a photo with every breed of dog. And then they were like, why can't he do this obstacle course? He he's sucks. He's dropped a leash. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, he's oh, got okay. to go. <laughs> His main hobby is just taking photos with other people's dogs. It's like, yeah. calm down. No rose for Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> um, the boys were very jealous about this intruder entrance though. Mm. And maybe a bit self-conscious, I think, based on the amount of bald jokes they made about Ryan. Yeah, because he is bald. Yeah, he has was, no hair. Mm. And that was that was that was what everybody was going after him for. Yeah. Um, and Tim also had a line where he was saying he thought Ryan was like Doctor Doolittle, but then when Ryan kinda stuffed up the course, he said This bloke is Doctor Do Nothing. Yeah, and then he said that six more times in the episode and I fell asleep. Like he he referred to him as Doctor Do Nothing like a hundred times. But he was so proud of it. You I could know. Tell. <laughs> you could tell he really loved that joke. Or some producer was like, "Good one," and then he was like, "I'm going to use this every time I'm For speaking." The rest of the show. Yeah. The other interesting thing about this group date was that Mitch did not show up. Who? <laughs> and initially, I said, "Who's Mitch?" 
<laughs> didn't we all? Mitch didn't show up because he hurt his ankle. Yeah. Which sounds like me when I don't want to go to any social gathering that I'm invited to. <laughs> Just, oh, I've got to stay home. My oh, ankle. my stomach hurts. I have an ankle. I can't go. But this is the second dude to just bail on a date. It's really weird. It's like, what show do you think you're on? Yeah. Also, I just want to throw back to Honey Badger season because when Jamie Lee got tackled in that uh, bouncy ball rugby date or whatever, <laughs> and she like broke her foot, she showed up to a obstacle course date and sat by a fire for like four hours alone. It was so sad. In a moon boot. And this guy was like, I rolled my ankle. I couldn't come. I couldn't come. We'll talk more about Mitch later as Let's. well because I have some more things to say about him. Well, the other group date that we saw in uh, the next episode was just as exciting. It was a hen's night theme and also we saw Angie's Gogglebox co-star Evie show up to take the boys on a so bit of a hen's night. So good. I want Evie in pretty much every episode. I know. It was, so good. it was so good to see the two of them just like chatting. I would watch a full reality show of just Angie and Evie just living their lives. Remake the simple life but with Angie and Evie. Yes. I know. Thank I you. Love it. Patent pending, patent pending. <laughs> so you put it out in the universe. You put out Angie being the bachelorette. Now we've got this. Yes. Okay. I want, can, can I get a check though this time? Um, yeah. So this group date, they surprised Angie with Evie's appearance and then they had to get one of the boys in the nude and then draw him or paint him. Yeah. They were doing life drawings. Yes. Yeah. Can you tell me which dude volunteered? Without missing a beat, Kieran was like, I cannot wait to get naked in front of this group of people. Kieran was already like undressing as soon as they're like. He was like, thank God I came in this kimono and nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get naked like when I'm home alone, like let alone in front of an entire group of people. He just doesn't care. And I love that. And as I watched these two episodes this week, I was like, something's happening to me. I was getting like a bit flushed. Menopause. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going through Early the Early onset menopause. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a different podcast. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, I was realizing I have a big dirty crush on Kieran. No, I get it. I think he's so confident and um, he has that weird charm. Even just in this when he was like so keen to get naked in front of everyone, including Angie and her best friend and a whole bunch of cameras. Yeah, he loves it. Well, he did used to be a dancer. Okay. So, yeah. Rolling back a bit. <laughs> so, on the group date, he on the group date with the dogs, he nabbed single time with Angie where he revealed that he used to dance in gay bars in a G-string. Yeah. And also that he had a nose job. We learned a lot about Kieran. We did learn a lot. Cause yeah. I loved it because Angie's like, I want to see if there's a side to him other than this party boy side. And he's like, oh, I've had a nose job and I used to dance in gay <laughs> But then didn't pass her because he didn't want her to think that he's still a player. Yeah, exactly. And maybe his nose is still healing. So. <laughs> who knows? Anyway, so we learned that he used to dance in gay bars in a G-string, which who, who hasn't? hasn't? Yeah. Um, weren't you there? I saw you on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Just for your show. No one else's. So at least he, didn't, he ditched the thong this time and had a whole audience looking at his bits. Yeah. And I think everyone liked what they saw. Yeah. Well, Evie seemed e- impressed. Evie had a great time. Yeah. Uh, and the other dudes had to try and draw him whilst avoiding eye contact. And I love the whole time that they obviously like had a black bar over Kieran's bits. It was a very generous black bar. Yeah. Oh. But, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good, good, good on him. But uh, yeah, yeah, it looked like a little like refrigerator down there. <laughs> uh, Evie also took a couple of the bachelors away for some chats. And it was interesting who she picked because yes. she went straight over for Ryan, who she was very quick to also say 
to the other guys that he is exactly Angie's type and he's the perfect man for Angie. And that rattled them further. That rattled them a lot. And they were already feeling pretty fragile about Ryan's entrance Mm. as it was. Um, Evie seemed to know Ryan straight away too. So Mm. I feel like the whole Instagram connection, she was all across it when Angie and Ryan were talking back in the day. Because Angie and Evie are both very passionate about dogs and also about um, pet adoption and rescue. And that's a lot of the stuff that he does as well. He's an advocate for pet adoption and rescue. So He's Aussie dog guy. He is Aussie dog guy. Thank you so much. Mm. And uh, <laughs> and so Evie, I think, knows him from Instagram as well, from his, from his work. Um, and she pretty much spent that alone time just saying to him, you're perfect for Angie. And he kept saying, thank you. And that was, that was their whole chat. And then she took Carlin away. Yes. And that was interesting because everybody loves Carlin because of his face. Exactly. Well, yes. yes. <laughs> but um, it, there seemed to be something lacking in the personality for Evie. She didn't quite vibe on him in that sense. Yeah. And touching on Carlin. Carlin. Oh. <laughs> With his permission. <laughs> touching on Carlin, the <laughs> memoir coming out in June. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Carlin. Right. Um. Last week, I was a big fan of Colin, mm. but kind of watching him this week, he's very sweet and he's very gentle, but he's not that kind of big, feisty, in-your-face personality that Angie maybe has gone for in the past. But now he's also coming across a little bit boring because of that when you put him up against Kieran and these other guys that are making very entertaining TV right now. Yes. So Evie had a great line when she was talking to Angie later <laughs> about Colin. She had quite a few good lines about Carlin, actually. It was really good. She which kind was of your roasted favorite. him. Yeah, she really did. She dragged him. Which was your favorite? Um, Angie tried to defend Carlin and say he was a little bit funny. I think that was yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Which is so <laughs> brutal in itself. He's a little bit funny. Like, but but the response of Evie just wordlessly shaking her head. And was... then she's just laughing. It's so good. She's like, what, 2%? Like he heard a joke once and he laughed. <laughs> I don't know. I loved it. So I think Evie liked Carlin in the fact that he has that gentle kind of personality that maybe would be the good in the opposites attract world. Mm. On paper, he seems like the perfect kind of partner because he is, um, he seems really sweet and really kind. And also he looks like that. Exactly. Mm. Um, But is he going to be Angie's perfect match? Right. No. Maybe. Well, maybe. (laughs) It's your choice, Angie, not mine. (laughs) Sorry. Um, the third person that, didn't she take a third person away? Kieran. He rocked up with the grapes. Right. That's right. And he was he still nude. He decided to not get dressed. He was still nude and he sat down on a couch in a public setting, which really distressed me because <laughs> other people are going to sit on that couch. I know. Yeah. And maybe they have since, but he just had some grapes over his, um, privates and mm. had a chat to Evie and she loved him. Yeah. She has no idea what he said, but she had a great time. So I think Kieran's been a kind of, um... MVP of the couple last episodes. Mm, most valuable penis. <laughs> Is that what you meant? Yes, yes. That's thank you. you thank you for picking up on that. <laughs> You're welcome. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's Matt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I reckon oh. it's time to talk about the single dates. Let's do it. So Jackson was first up, Pie Man. Can I say both of these dates were bad? In, in the sense that like... We're, okay, we get it. Yeah, we're, we're so used to kind of like um, dates. But the first... Oh, yeah. well, well, the first one, it was like, we're going to go on a picnic, but uh, this is The Bachelorette, so we're going to go on a helicopter instead. And then Angie forgot that she gets 
very seriously motion sick. Yeah. So instead of it being one of those kind of like bachelorette romantic rides, she just was trying not to vomit the whole time. And Jackson had to undo her top for her too so she could get some more like breathing space. Yeah. And he also said to her... You can spew in my top pocket if you need to. Which I thought was really romantic. Really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. I think Jane Austen was the person who wrote that line. I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my favourite book, Emma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I remember from year 12. Yeah. Mr. Darcy's like, you can chunder in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, the one thing I do want to say about Jackson and Angie's date, though, is they were going on a picnic. And they've carried this picnic basket <laughs> onto the helicopter and to this, like, setting. But then the food and drinks are already set up. And they just put the picnic basket down. You have mentioned this so many times. I feel like every night you go to bed, you're like, what did What's they do with the, the basket? <laughs> and then I was like, is it just Jamie's, like, spy camera? Like, Maybe it was just full of her spew. So they, they had to set up another picnic. True. Because I guess Jackson's pocket didn't get filled up so. well she did end up having a vomit at, in when they finally landed makes sense because i also vomit on first dates a lot <laughs> <laughs> different reasons we are sing we are both very single by the way yeah we should mention that we both vomit on first dates uh, <laughs> <laughs> find us on twitter <laughs> but the the kind of the second part of this date after they got off the helicopter after the vomit after she brushed her teeth this was this was interesting because i thought we saw a good side of jackson I think so. And, um, I think he nailed this date. Yeah, she was a bit worried about his age because yeah. she's about four years older than him, I right. think. And she admitted to being a bit of an ager. So I kind of get it because at 29, you don't necessarily look at guys that are 25 and think they're ready to settle down. Mm. Um, but Jackson answered her questions really well. He obviously comes from a very close-knit family, which Angie loves. And they kind of bonded on a bit of a deeper level than I think we've seen her bond with someone so far. Also, it was kind of one of the first times that we saw one of the guys actually asking questions about her. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for them to run the pie business together. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Also, the age thing is like when that psychic said that I was going to date a younger man and then I started considering it and then I never dated anybody ever again. Well, the psychic also thought we were together at some stage. Which is which not is... incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say, it is yeah, she's right. She's right. She's so right. maybe you will. She's 100% spot on. I also love that she mentioned that she's watched back on previous seasons before and she's always like judging the people that go in for the past straight away, but she was all about it. She also referenced... Uh, a little recap video called Punky Recaps the Bachelor, right? I know. Twice in two la, 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 episodes. La, 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 la. All right. right there. <laughs> <laughs> this is a workplace, please. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm not the one in the video that does that noise. That <laughs> but I practiced. So the other single date was crazy to me. I keep thinking about it because it was just a walk in a park, quite literally. She picked Tim for a walk in a park. Yeah, well, there was a gelato cart. And they didn't so, even get gelato. They got like sorbet, which is t- was a slap in the face to me. Truly. I want to point out, Tim had some like kind of chaotic energy on this date. And I think he just has some chaotic energy in general. But when they're ordering their ice cream, Angie obviously has to go dairy free. Um, and he's like, I'll do that too. And she's like, you don't have to. And he was like, we're going to have to eat the same diet down the track anyway. And I love that that's like Tim's idea of being in a relationship. It's, that, yeah, like, it's that you just both eat the same food all the time. Yeah, <laughs> That's it. Isn't that relationship? Like he's going to give up dairy and <laughs> meat and all this stuff in the future if he ends up with Angie. And that's marriage, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this this was an odd, odd date though because they, they basically just went for a walk and then they sat down and she showed him photos of himself. 
<laughs> Wait, are you not meant to do that on the first day? <laughs> like, every date you go on, you vomit, and then you say, here are some photos I took I of like, you. I'm 67 weeks deep in your Instagram. Can you explain this one? <laughs> Which of these aunts are you closer to? <laughs> <laughs> Gwen, it's Gwen, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so that was weird. But Tim was really worried when she said, they were going to look back on his memories, which made me think, what's in your past, Tim? And then it was just like his childhood photos. And he's like, oh, this is fine. Yeah, it was really sweet up until the point where he just said, I need to wee and then left. (laughs) (laughs) He did come back, though. He did come back, but it was was very abrupt. Yeah, he was on this really deep kind of um, rant of sorts. I guess he was talking about being in love and how you want to be with someone and like, I don't know, I kind of tuned out to be honest, but he's like, you know, if you lose your eyesight, your partner's going to be your eyes. I got to go piss. And yeah. I was like... <laughs> it, was, it was just very jarring, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was, was like, who said romance yeah. is dead? <laughs> like, are you going to be your partner's eyes when you go take a leak behind the tree too? Like, I mean, what's going yeah, on? if you lose your hands, someone's going to have to shake it, so... <laughs> But we got to see like a, a, a different, I guess we got to see, I don't know, I want to say we got to see a different side of Tim, but it was still, like you said, it was really chaotic. But the interesting thing is, I think, and we'll get into this, like maybe we should talk about Tim at the cocktail parties. Yes. The one thing before we go into that, I just want to highlight that Angie said it was the best date she's had yes. on the show so far. Yes. So something is happening that we're not seeing. Or maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe that's we just, just don't get into. it. Yeah. yeah. Because maybe this show isn't about us. No, I think you're wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's wrong. Um, it's definitely about you and me. <laughs> it's one woman's journey to entertain you and me. Exactly. And maybe find love. What else are we meant to do with our lives? <laughs> Leave our houses? Are you kidding? No, my ankle hurts. <laughs> I also have ankles, so. <laughs> Looking for your next favourite podcast? Why don't you head over to Short Black with me, Sandra Sully? I talk to all kinds of amazing women who are making a difference. Good women, great chat. All right, should we talk about the cocktail parties? Yes, I am dying to talk about a couple of people at the cocktail party, actually. All right, let's start with night, the episode three's cocktail party, because this I am still mad about this night. So this is Tim coming in mm-hmm. and dictating how the night's going to go. Yes. Everybody agreed, he said, that we're not going to approach Angie. We're going to let her approach us and it's going to be a bro pact and all this stuff. And that made me lose my mind because that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's really, really It makes no sense. Like, that's not why you're there. Why are you there? But then, so we've got Jamie, poor sensitive Jamie. Poor Jamie. Doesn't want to be in the bro zone, as he calls it. Yeah, Jamie... Jamie doesn't want to do this because it's dumb. And I know that Jamie lacks tact sometimes. and Sometimes, he, yes. <laughs> but he was 100% in the right here. He wasn't on the group date. He didn't get a single date. So yes. he wanted to check in with Angie. And then all these dudes are like, bro, you can't do this, bro. You're going to cross your bros, bro. And it's like, what do you think he's there for? Jamie's problem is all in his delivery. Yes, and maybe his overbearing personality, but he just, he's so intense. I and know. I think maybe some of the boys, having lived with him for a couple of weeks, are at the end of their kind of patience with him. I also think they enjoy riling him up. But they do. They yes. absolutely do. Tim 
Especially, does. yeah. And, and he's kind of admitted that a few times that he likes to... He, yeah, he says it. He likes to stir the pot, especially with Jamie. Which I don't know if you remember last week I said I was keeping an eye on Tim because he's always at the forefront of the drama. Mm-hmm. And this week he definitely was again. Yeah, he's, almost instigating. Yeah, he's dictating the rules of the bro code. Yeah. He knows Jamie wants to break it because I think Jamie would have said in the house he's maybe feeling vulnerable well, needs. he did. He said it at the cocktail party yeah. as well. He said he really felt like he was potentially going home. And he might sound like a broken record, but in that case, just let the guy have 10, 15 minutes with Angie. Yeah. We both agree. Yeah. <laughs> we, we literally had nothing more to say. <laughs> I, and and um, so ultimately the first person that Angie grabbed was Ryan, which uh, again sent the dudes into a spin because they're they're really worried about ryan even though like all the conversations we've watched and he's usually like i'm really glad that you're here and he's like oh cool thanks and that's I know, it and then like, I know. in the background tim's like this guy's gotta get out of here and she's like yeah i was, I was really excited and he's like oh cheers thanks yeah, yeah. Thanks. and tim's I, like oh this, this guy <laughs> <laughs> it's wild tim has this kind of like in, like weird jealous streak going on too that he showed at the dog park yeah. the dog park. oh my god <laughs> bill <laughs> is that a knock at the door <laughs> If you say dog park three times into a mirror, Bill (laughs) is behind you. (laughs) Bill shows up to introduce you to only his friends, yeah. (laughs) But back to Tim. Yeah, he's kind of like, he's quite jealous of Ryan. Yeah. And he's made that known. But like now after his single date too, he seems to feel pretty safe. And I think he's a bit cocky about it. Because we did see him make the bro code rule on Wednesday night's episode, but on Thursday night's episode, he breaks his own rule by jumping the line. He, not only does he jump the line, but he's got a rose. He yeah. had the single date and then he takes Angie away and he says, you know, you've just got to do these things. I've just got to cut in and, and, and grab the time with you because that's why I'm here. I'm not here for the other guys. And it's like, that's exactly what Jamie said the night before. Yeah. And everyone gave him mad shit about it. And Tim's was probably worse because he has a rose. He had a He's rose. safe. Yeah. Jamie wasn't safe. He was feeling scared. Very vulnerable. He felt like if he wasn't going to mi- see Angie, he could be going home. Which, I mean... <laughs> Potentially. He probably needs to be sent home sooner rather than later. No, for not his my <laughs> Yeah, so that was kind of... That, that drove me insane because it was very hypocritical of him to really tell jamie that he was he was causing drama and he was making things harder for angie when in actual fact that was exactly what he was going to do the next night exactly he's a bit sneaky that tim Mm. so still keeping an eye on him but back on jamie he had the idea that he was going to interrupt ryan and angie's boy solo chat and it was maybe the most awkward thing we've seen so far yeah so he was really upset because evie took a couple of boys away but not him and he really wanted to get that time with evie to make sure that she knew how serious he was. And it's like, she probably knew Brody. Yeah. yeah. There's like that intense eye contact (laughs) the whole time. Um, So instead of, you know, to make up for that, he decided to approach Angie while she was chatting to Ryan and ask if he could sit in on their chat. And it was because he basically wanted to know what made Ryan the perfect guy for Angie. I know. It was just so... It was I, just so I, awkward. I, I have to remind myself to relax my shoulders because they are up at my ears right now. Just <laughs> yeah. remembering him standing there saying like, can I not, can I not just sit in with you guys? And it's like, no, buddy. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm still cringing. I don't like it. I don't like I don't, it. I don't. I don't. So um, I've, I've been like Jamie's biggest defender since day one. But then mm. this, I had to, I had to bite my tongue. I mean, Angie straight up said it was creepy and it is. Yeah. At least Ryan was like, oh, I actually really need this time. And it's like, yeah, so that you can say, oh, thanks for the 50th time, but whatever. Look, I know you're a Jamie defender, but Jamie's every guy at the bar 
when you're like, mm, no, thanks, I don't want to drink or I don't want to chat to you. And then they buy you a drink or something. And then you're like, oh, thanks, still don't want to chat to you. And they're like, but I bought you a drink. Like you owe me your time. That's never happened to me, but I will take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, if you're listening, <laughs> it'll be a vodka soda and a tall glass. <laughs> Skinny. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> The one thing that we missed from Wednesday night's cocktail party, which we have to go back to, is our best friend, Mitch, once again. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who? So, who? who? Like, I forgot about him already. <laughs> yes. And so did the rest of the country, except Angie didn't because he ghosted her on the group date. Yes. And then he said to the other guys he was going to wait to see if she showed the initiative to talk to him at the cocktail party. It's like, Mitch, this isn't your show. I don't know what show he thought he who was on. Who are you? Truly, what's going on there? Uh, but not only that, but the, he then delivered Angie an ultimatum, which I I am speechless. He was basically like, if you're not taking me to the end, don't give me a rose tonight. It's like going on a first date and being like, if you're not going to marry me, don't text me again. Wait, is are, am I not supposed to say that on a first date? Oh, you can say it to me. I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Good practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this this doesn't go well for Mitch, obviously, because he he did not make it to the next night. It's shocking. <laughs> With the plot an- twist we never saw coming. <laughs> yeah, because he Angie is like, okay, I've known you for ten minutes. I'm not gonna make that call. Also, right now. like, what's your name again? Yeah. Also, was he limping? Like, I don't think he was. Was his ankle really twisted? He said he rolled it, and it was bruised. Oh, like my heart for Jamie. Uh, <laughs> but it was a really strange chat. Uh, once again, it, we, we, I don't understand what show these guys think they're on. Truly. Anyway, Mitch left and so did Kmart Zach. Oh, heartbreak. Aww. Walked out to the sound of breaking free. <laughs> I really thought we were going to see more of him full stop, but he really just kind of went all out on that first night and then took a back seat. Yeah. It's like, he had that big entrance, kind of the villain music, I think, if uh-huh. I remember correctly. And then that was the last we ever saw of him. He did that crazy, like, inflatable noodle walk. Yeah. Bay Watch. And then, yeah, we, we really never saw him again. That was sad. R.I.P. See you in paradise. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he does the same walk up again. Everyone's like, huh? They're like, I think that's just how he He's walks. He's like, who do I look like? And everyone's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my my other favorite thing from the cocktail parties this week was um, Adam, Glenn, and Jesse saying they felt unsafe. I laughed about that for five minutes because I had to look up two of their names. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, who's Adam? <laughs> He's the third guy with long hair that no one talks to. Oh, I know. I'm okay. I know you mentioned last week Glenn was hot. Yep. I think it was on here, or maybe just in like our private chat. I think it was in the private. (laughs) No, no. At the end of the episode, I said I I love Glenn, and I did. I just wanted to say you're right. He's really good looking. Thank you so much. And and this episode is going to be edited all the way down to just you saying you were right, and that's (laughs) it. So thank you for listening, (laughs) Colin. If you're listening, I've moved on. (laughs) Yeah, no. This is this works perfectly because um, Glenn is really handsome, and he has a hot gay twin brother so there you and i are set for life we have to move to perth though that's fine i know i agree all right so we may not be angie but for a moment let's pretend like we are tiles who would you give a rose to this week evie obviously nice oh that's a good one bring her back Mm. i'm like also just want to be friends with her i want her to throw me a hen's party even if i never get married I want to watch a reality show of her, Angie, and like cameo appearances from Kieran. 
Okay, just nude in the background. Yeah. I'm still naked. And he's still holding the grapes. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's your rose going to? This week, I'm giving my rose to the gelato man in the park. Oh, that poor guy. <laughs> that poor, I hope you got paid overtime, buddy. That poor guy. He probably had like six different flavors and they both picked like lemon sorbet. Awful. Boring. Awful. Boring, boring. Who would you not give a rose to? I'm not giving my rose to stupid cocktail party rules. Yes, I that love is, that. That is going home. I no hate that bro so much. zone for you. No, well, well, well. <laughs> yeah, not on weeknights, yeah, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> saving myself. <laughs> Who are you not giving your rose to? Um, Tim's solo date outfit. It, there was a lot going on there. There was these kind of like cut off jeans, pulled up socks. A hat. <laughs> You're literally describing what I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, I got distracted. I must have got it mixed up. we got to get out of here because uh, security have found us and uh, Glenn and his brother have made a complaint. But thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember to tune in to The Bachelorette on Wednesdays and Thursdays at 7.30 on 10. You can also catch up on full episodes on 10 Play or read all about the show on 10 Daily or Punky. And I'm off to slide into Glenn's D. <laughs> security. Security. <laughs> For news, sport and entertainment stories with a difference, 10 Daily has it all covered. 10daily.com.au Hey, hey you. Yes? You. Yes? Do you listen to podcasts? Not yet. Well, you bloody well should. What should I listen about? We have some 10 Speaks podcasts you might be interested in. What kind of podcast do you like to listen to? I'd like to listen to one spoken by two men in a small booth about Western Australian sport. Well, we have the Western Front, actually, with Tim Gossage and Lockie Reed. All right, I'm over that. Do you have anything about homes now? I want to know about homes. We have Hammer at Home with Barry Dubois. Sorry, I like Hugh Rimmington. Is there any way to listen to more of Hugh Rimmington? There is. Do you like Peter Van Onselen? Yeah, I like Peter Van Onselen. Well, you can hear Hugh Rimmington and Peter Van Onselen. Do you mean Professor Peter Van Onselen? That's the one. Yeah. They're talking politics in The Professor and the Hack. Politics? I don't want to hear about that. Well, you should. Okay. Well, I'm in. If you want to hear any of these, search them in your podcast player of choice. They're 10 Speaks podcasts. Have I convinced you to listen to some podcasts now? Yes. Well, hurry up. Okay.